Hi there. Welcome to podcast number seven. We're really getting through them, Paul. We are. I can't believe it's number seven already. No, I can't. Have you listened to all of them, folks? Because we've got seven in total. And now there is also a playlist. So you can listen to podcasts one to four in, a, in one go. With no interruptions. Pure Richard and Paul for almost four hours. Isn't that lovely? I know. I think that's divine. I think you're all going to enjoy that. I'm a bit warm. Are you? Yeah, I am. Are you always taking off his scarf? It's a pashmina, I think you'll find, Paul. He's got a neck under there. I have got a neck. (laughs) Like like Jane Kelly said when she first saw my arms. Oh, you've got arms. (laughs) Well, I have got arms. I'm a human. I'm a human being. I am. Anyway, this week, what are we going to talk about? We're in the throes of winter now, Paul. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Don't know what each day is going to bring. Very changeable weather. And, you know, the thing I've noticed about weather at the moment, when I... I I don't know whether you follow us on um, Facebook. We've got Facebook Richard and Paul, and we've also got a group called Planet Vegetaria. And I've got into the habit of regularly, not every day, but regularly taking photographs of the sunrise and the sunset... And really what I've noticed from doing that are the weather patterns. And very often, I don't know if you've noticed this, but very often when it is a spectacular sunrise full of red skies, it's very often a spectacular sunset. Unless, of course, a huge weather system has blown in during the day. But very often from my photographs, and there is photographic evidence. So you can check this out. Yeah. Um, You know, you get a really good one in the evening and the morning. So it's, it's weird. I don't know why, obviously. I know we get our weather generally from the West. Well, it's atmospherics, isn't it? Well, I know, but What why? is atmospherics, actually? Well, it's the study of the atmosphere. But is it about the moisture and the chemical makeup well, of it's the everything. atmosphere? It's everything, isn't it? Because that's why you get a red sky. Well, isn't it's it? about particulate, isn't mm. it? In mm. the in the in the atmosphere, and as the sun comes down, it shines through that particulate and absorbs different wavelengths of light. I think you'll find. Oh, that's, that's clever. The, that's the science bit. That's and I, all you're I suppose if we haven't had a huge amount of wind, then the atmosphere may not change particularly in those. What's that, 10 hours? Do we have, no, 8 hours of daylight at the moment, surely? Yeah, maybe it's to do with, you know, the, the whether the day has been calm or not, or whether the weather systems are moving through quickly, or... Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. Many of you may not find it interesting. I think every single person listening found that absolutely astounding. Well, I think the word is riveting. Riveting. <laughs> it's word of the week. Riveting. <laughs> Because it can be said in a sarcastic way as well. Oh, riveting. riveting. I think I do it better than you, Paul. I think you'll find. <laughs> because I'm more sarcastic than you. Yeah, you've had many, you many know, years of but they doing used, that. But they used to say sarcasm is the lowest form of wit. Actually, I find sarcastic humour hysterically funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so. I mean, sarcasm and satire can sit very, very closely together, can't they? Well, I enjoy anything that's slightly bitchy. Mm. Oh, I do. Mm. I think it's an art form being a bitch. Did Um, you enjoy our bitchy, litchy tomatoes, though? No, I hated them. They were disgusting. (laughs) If you've not seen that video, this is a a tomato called the litchy tomato. And it's a beautiful plant with absolutely gorgeous, pale, mauve flowers. Great attractor of bees. Mm. Covered in the most vicious, vicious thorns you can imagine. And I kind of assumed that this tomato would be the caviar of tomatoes. Because they're tiny, aren't they? They're tiny. And Paul harvested some. And I tried them in a video. So go and watch that video. You can find it on our YouTube channel. And um, you can have the pleasure of watching me gag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and again, the word gag is used in uh, different ways now. 
isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, gagging in the drag community is, you know, you are just gagging over something because it's amazing. Awesome. Whereas, yeah. But also gag is used to describe a vomit reaction, isn't mm. it? A mm. gag reaction, a gag and, reflex. And then there's a joke, isn't there? Being That's a gag. right. That's right. Well done, Paul. I tell so many jokes that Richard mm. is gagging all the time, aren't you? I'm usually gagging over how poor they are. <laughs> but what we've got to talk about today, we've got lots to talk about. Talking about red skies. That bloody war of the worlds. Oh, oh it was dire, wasn't it? It oh. was dire. I hope somebody from the BBC is listening because really... You know, I, I mean, I said it before, didn't I? It's called a classic for a reason. Mm. And effectively, they just destroyed this wonderful book. And it's not the fact it obviously can't be adapted because it's been adapted on stage. It's been adapted on TV before. It's been adapted very, very successfully on radio, where a whole host of America thought that the Earth was actually being invaded. Well, it was Orson Welles, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and then the BBC decided to do this adaptation, which was loosely based on The War of the Worlds. And to be quite frank, I don't really know why they bothered, why they just didn't do a brand new sci-fi about the planet being invaded by non-earthly beings because it had virtually no relevance to the brilliant book at all did it no it didn't and i was i was left kind of quite confused um because it didn't say loosely based it said based on and you know at the end of the day it, the story is a classic it sold millions of copies around the world and like you say been adapted successfully based on the original story, which I have read, by mm, the way. I've mm. got it on my Kindle and thoroughly enjoyed. It's a really pacey... It's almost like a short story, really. Yeah, it's not, yeah. not massively long. Um, but it takes place over, I don't know, a few weeks? Yes, yeah. And they set this over, like, ten years or whatever and completely obliterated it in terms of the timeline was all over the place. They kept moving backwards and forwards. Um, the character, the, the main character or protagonist was changed completely. And the way the story was structured was, it was filled with another story that doesn't exist in the book. So they literally rewritten it. And to be honest with you, the thing that really struck me was the fact that I didn't like any of the characters at all. And didn't care about them. I didn't care about them. I didn't care if they lived or died. In fact, I was willing a couple to die, frankly, because yeah. the, the guy, the husband, what a wet lettuce, uh, literally. Don't even bother watching it. That's my recommendation. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't seen it, don't bother. Yeah. Get the original album. By, or get the um, book. Jeff Wayne. And or, listen to that if you want if you want a multimedia experience. Yeah. Listen to that because it tells a story, but it's so atmospheric. And the original book kind of goes with that. Mm, mm. Doesn't it? I mean it it was it was just appalling. And I thought the acting wasn't oh, great either. It was dire. I didn't think the effects were great. I thought the continuity was pretty poor. We noticed a few times, didn't we, that when they did the side cuts on filming the person that was being spoken to uh, or the person doing the speaking, their mouth wasn't actually moving. Well, yeah, when they do the, you know, then they're sort of filming the reaction to what somebody's saying and you've got half the person's face. The jawline wasn't moving in time. It, really, really shoddy. I'm... You know, I don't know, the BBC, it's really hit and miss sometimes. Mm, and this was a big miss. It was a big, big miss. It, I don't even give it one out of ten. No. And to Pointless. say that it was set in Victorian times, and no, was it... Well, it was the 
what was it? The early twentieth century. The end. The the end of the. I'm the end of the nineteen hundreds. Yeah. The end. No. The no. End. The end of the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. That's when the it was set. The end of the nineteenth century. Yeah. Nineteenth yeah. century. That's right. Yeah. To say it was set then, these beings from another planet and their machinery lands down the road from a small village outside Woking and nobody seemed particularly surprised or particularly perturbed did they it was as if it was an occurrence that happens every single day well I I didn't get that but what I did get was there was just no depth to anything but can you imagine if a if if a Martian because that's what these were a Martian spacecraft landed at the community gardens we we would just be in awe and shock and intrigued obviously by it where it just all seemed to be a bit oh there's a martian spacecraft well i didn't get that from it but you know i i just felt as though there wasn't enough conviction from anybody really in terms of production and i mean okay it looked good in certain ways you know the effects were pretty good but the martians when you read how they're described in the book they're a world away from the ones they depicted on this show i mean it looked like one nicked from starship troopers i think someone said it was starship troopers crossed with well, that's the what War i the said Worlds. to you yeah crossed with alien yeah crossed with alien that's it no it i read that in the guardian I it think, didn't well. even have eyes no and they've got eyes in the book they're like sort of octopus sort of type creatures Mm. with tentacles and things i i just uh, no didn't get it sorry thumbs down goodbye you are the weakest link and at the when i was out this week chatting to people there's a number of people that i've met and we did get on to the war of the worlds and all of them around my age felt the same anyway let's put that one to bed because frankly Bye. Let's move on. We've got plenty more to talk about, Paul. (laughs) You mentioned that crochet Christmas tree that you wanted to talk about. Why did you want to talk about that? Well, I posted on Planet Vegetaria the other day a picture of a huge crocheted Christmas tree. So it was like a Christmas tree cone made out of crochet patchwork and I just posted it on Planet Vegetaria thinking it was sort of quite an amusing and lovely thing and quite a few people on Planet Vegetaria enjoy crafting and crochet and knitting and I thought it would be lovely and several people have suggested that maybe we do something like that for next year. But we can't even crochet. Well, we can't crochet yet, can we? I know. I have said that I'm going to learn how to do that, but I haven't got around to doing it. I mean, you know, with everything else we've got to do, I mean, it's just fitting it in. I haven't even done any knitting this year. You haven't, have you? I normally do a scarf. Yeah. I did several last year. In fact, I did too many last year. Why did year. you do too many? Well, I did two bright orange ones. Yeah. I did a green one and I did a red one. Though that what that red one was a Christmas gift. That wasn't was it? a Christmas gift for a fan, actually. Yeah. Um. For for a, for a fan to give to for a relatives. Yeah. Um. For a relative, basically, um, who wanted it. Uh. Yeah. So crochet. I've got to learn how to do that. I'm sure it can't be like brain surgery. But the only thing that really concerns me is the counting. Well, I think someone said that crocheting is much easier than the knitting actually mm. kelly did, kelly posted did kelly post a blanket the other day that she had to undo because she'd gone wrong in the counting i think mm, i think so that's the thing you've got to you've got to count and you've got to keep track and i'm not sure whether i've got the patience or indeed the mathematical ability to be bothered to do that well, maybe I'll have a go. Maybe we will have a look at a beginner's guide to crochet. Well, I think you've got to think about the type of hook that you buy because it's got to be comfortable for you and things like that because there are different types. Apparently. Are there? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I think they've got different sort of handle arrangements and things. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a whole new world. I did used to do rug weaving years ago. Why? And I, I, because I really enjoyed it. I found that really quite lovely. What kind of rugs? It was a, a woolen rug. It had a oh. hessian matting back. And then you used a hook to put the, the wool through it. Mm. Yeah, it but took you've only, ages. But you can only really do those if you're going to either use them at home or you're going to sell them. Yes, that's true. Or give them as gifts. I mean, I don't want to be sat here with a load of old bloody woolly rugs that mm. we've got no use for. Mm. You know, these days, things have got to have a use, haven't they? Yes, they do. You know, otherwise, what's the point of, of doing something, you know? I think it was Auntie Phil that got me into that, because she was a great knitter, my Auntie Phil. Um, yeah, in fact, my Auntie Phil and my Auntie Mew were both great knitters. Hmm. You see, mm. knitting I find quite therapeutic, but I can only do scarves. That's the thing. I did a hat once for my niece, Sophie, and a scarf, matching scarf. But it, I remember going wrong... And I know that it kind of did resemble a tea cosy. <laughs> but she, I think she wore that for years. I think she loved it. It was in a purple sort of soft wool yarn, whatever, acrylic. I'm not sure what it was. I don't know. I, I mean, the crafting thing is interesting because a lot of people do crafting at this time of year for gifts, don't they? Well, they do. Yes, absolutely. Mm, but I'm not sure... I mean, we don't really give a huge amount of gifts at Christmas. But I I do like the idea of soap making again, because you used to make soap and I used to love that soap. Yeah. And how many years did I have a huge box full of soaps that I didn't sell? About a million years. So, you know, again, it's about having space. It's about having stock. It's about whether you're going to give them away or whether you're going to sell them, how you do that. I used to do craft fairs with them. Oh, and you I did, used to, yeah, yeah. I used to quite enjoy them. But, you know, again, you've got to haul your cookies down to wherever and then hope that you sell to cover the cost of your table. Your cookies? It's an expression, Paul. Is it? Well, if you've never heard it, then that's your lookout. All right. But anyway, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hassle. Frankly, I'd rather make videos and podcasts. Yeah, really, than produce something. I mean, we this kind of takes us on to talking about the Richard and Paul brand, doesn't it? Mm. Really? Yeah, we're we're looking at various bits of merchandise at the moment because people have asked us whether. We could do some. And we're looking at mugs. In fact, the other day we were looking at a chopping board, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, you can get all sorts of stuff. But really, you've hit the nail on the head there, Paul, because that was a wooden chopping board. Mm, mm. A nice. So it's something that is useful and ethical and something that you're going to have around for quite a while. Because a, a lot of the sites that we've looked at and the producers of worthwhile stuff really also produce a whole load of tat and we certainly don't want to promote any useless plastic or useless tat what we're looking at is things that are useful and ecological and that people are going to use and like really I mean, the only, I mean, they do pens and torches and all that absolute shite, frankly. Boggle eyes. I saw one had boggle eyes that you could get on a sort of fluffy thing. Like a gonk. Yeah. And, oh. and you could get like a thousand of these I in different know. colours for a hundred quid. And I mean, you may as well just pour them into landfill now. Yeah, exactly. Really? I mean, it's just ridiculous. But the one thing I thought of just then, pencils. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love a pencil. You used to love your colouring pencils, didn't I, you? I love a good wooden pencil. One that preferably sharpens well, because mm. some of the cheap ones they buy at work, you can't sharpen them. No. You no. put them through a pencil sharpener and they break. The lead breaks, yeah. you know. So, 
a pencil would be quite nice with Richard and Paul on it. We used to have a little knife at school, which we used to sharpen our pencils. Yeah, but you see, we weren't allowed that. I remember the teacher had one of those big ones on the desk Mm. with a big rotary thing. Yeah. You put your pencil in, she'd turn it a few times and, hey, Poncho, your pencil's sharpened. Yeah. But anyway, what we have looked at are mugs. And in fact, we've got a mug winging its way to us at the moment. And we're waiting to have a look what the print is like on that. And we've also looked, we looked at the chopping board. We looked at wooden coasters engraved. Really nice, actually. And I've looked at aprons. I've looked at tote bags. I've looked at shopping bags. So there are so many things that you can buy, but the main issue is money outlay. Yeah, because very often you need to buy 20 or 50 or 100 of these things to get them at a price that would be worth passing on to other people. And it's a it's a real challenge. Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, despite the fact that some people think we've got 14.2 million subscribers in New Zealand alone in New Zealand alone which has recently dropped down to 7.9 <laughs> look that is part of a joke that was a glitch on YouTube that we carried as a joke we do not have millions of subscribers oh if only we're we're a very small channel and we don't have the money you know i'm a part-time worker in social care Um, We don't have the money to lay out to buy, you know, a huge range of merchandise in different sizes and styles and prints. We just haven't got it. So we've got to think carefully about what we provide. And we've also got to make sure that we make a little bit of money out of it because we can't afford just to provide free promotional items to no. our, our fans we'd love to but we can't afford to do that so um but we are excited and pleased to say that in the new year at some point there will be a small range that mm. you will be able to purchase you'll be able to buy a piece of ours mm. Mm. <sighs> i know you're all so terribly excited about that <laughs> i can feel this yeah so keep Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for the merchandise journey as it develops. We will let you know when that shop comes along. Mm. But it's definitely New Year. Don't expect anything until probably February at least. Maybe even spring. I'm not sure. Spring release, the new spring line. Well, I think it will be when we found the right things that fit with us and we're happy to put our name to, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, but talking about sort of money things, the other thing we wanted to mention was a few people have said to us over the past year or so, oh, we want to donate some money to you, to the, you know, Richard and Paul brand, if you like. Um, And we've sort of shied away from it. We have had a couple of gifts And thank Um, you for those. And we're, you know, immensely grateful. And we would never um, decide to ask people for money. No. We're we're just not that kind of people. You know, we don't do that. But a few people have said we want to give you something. So uh, we have set up a PayPal account. And I believe it's um, it's paypal.me forward slash Richard and Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you did ever want to um, donate something to the business of Richard and Paul, because anything we do receive is is ploughed back into what we do, what we do for you, you know, to possibly buy equipment. For example, you're listening to this through a microphone that was purchased with the money that was um, earned on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, along with the little pop shields, which stop our... Our peas from popping. Particularly me. Don't make it deliberate now, Paul. Really. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled cucumbers. Without the pop shield, those would be really, really loud <laughs> and would be causing an earache for all the listeners. Um, 
So, yeah, there is that uh, method of contributing if you want to. And the thing, the other thing to say is we don't earn any money at all on SoundCloud. Signed Clyde. Signed Clyde for the posh people. Um, we don't. We don't earn any money for doing these podcasts. We do it out of the goodness of our hearts. We really do. We also, I mean, we do it because we enjoy it. Yeah, That's why we, we do. do it. We wouldn't do it if we, you know, it takes a lot of time to put these things together. And uh, like somebody said on our YouTube channel about the cookery um, stuff that we do, you know, it takes time. It's not like just going in the kitchen, cooking dinner and filming it. We've got to prepare. And it, it takes a lot of our time. So, but we do enjoy it, don't we, Paul? We do. In the, in, in, for the most part, we do. There are some days where we think, oh, yeah, need to do this, need to do that. But yeah, in the most part, we absolutely do. Well, it's like anything, isn't it? I mean, you know, you have good days and bad days. Some days you think you just think, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm not really not in the mood for doing this today because maybe you didn't sleep well. Mm. You know, maybe the weather's crap and it's dark outside. In fact, the sun's come out now, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's all sorts of factors involved in whether or not you're in the mood. However... The one motivator is that we do have quite a loyal audience yeah. who follow us. And, and comment. Comment, follow us, and expect us to produce stuff. Um, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? Mm. If you follow something regularly, you get in the swing of expecting more. Yeah, if you enjoy something, you want you want more of it. Absolutely. I think the wonderful thing about the podcast is the fact that we can set up and just get on and do it. And there's there's no hair and makeup as such, is there, Richard? Not that you'd know anything about that, Paul. <laughs> no, it is it is good. You don't have to do that much preparation. I mean, there is a certain amount of setting up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the preparation is minimal, which is great. Um but it's like anything this time of year as well. It it can be hard to get motivated. Or even get up in the morning. Well, we, 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 we're pretty good at getting up. We're not the kind of people that lays in bed all day. We, we just simply can't do that. There's too many things to do. Mm. But the, the motivation levels do drop, you know. And actually, if you think about it, winter is a really good time for doing projects. I mean, we were talking about crafting earlier, but it's a really good time for other things. We've got a few things on the go at the moment, haven't we? We have. Um, and we're looking at the plans for the new plot at the allotment. And I am beginning to make a list of the jobs that need to be done, because at the moment, most of the projects are in my head. And what Richard, you have said is that you actually want me to direct you and tell you the certain things that I'd like you to do at the plot, haven't you? Let me tell you something about me. Now, a lot of you have probably got this skewed vision of who I am. You know, maybe a little bit over the top, maybe a little bit loud, maybe a little bit controlling. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, all right. There's no need to reinforce it. Um, but actually... When it comes to doing something that I don't know an awful lot about, which is kind of gardening, I mean, I, I know a bit, don't get me wrong, I do know quite a lot, actually. But when it comes to planning a, an allotment space, I've got no idea, I've got no fucking clue, frankly. But I thrive on being directed. I would much prefer to be given a task to do and be told do X, Y, and Z and do it like this. Thank you. I'm going to say, yep, okay, let me get on with it. If it's wishy-washy and the instruction isn't terribly clear, I'm going to start questioning it. And that's when things fall apart. And that's when you get grumpy. That's when I get grumpy because then I start thinking, this hasn't been thought through properly. This person doesn't know what they're doing. They're unclear about what they want. And then I start saying, well, maybe it'd be better if it was done this way. I start making suggestions to make it better. So I'd rather be given 
ultra clear instructions with a goal in mind and a process and then I'll get on with it. So if I do a list saying one remove the detritus from the crippled compost bin and throw it away and dismantle the compost bin two paint the inside of the shed three build a shade on, gazebo you stop right there that's too many things <laughs> i'm already turned off i'm completely turned off and I'm not doing that compost bin if there is a danger of there being creatures in there. Well, of course there like are going to rats. be creatures in there. Oh, I don't think there's going to be any rats. Rats and mice. I don't no. want to come across a... Because I could not move them on. I'd have to leave them there. Well, yes, I think we would leave yeah. them there. I'm not going to kill animals just to get a compost bin moved. Four, dig out the grapevine. Really? Do I have to do some digging? <laughs> Five. Level the ground for the polytunnel. I don't think I can actually do that. So actually, you don't want a list of things. You just want me to say, today or over the next week, I'd like you to do X. No, I'd just like to go down there and be given one job to do okay, at a time. That's, that's what clear. I want. But I don't think I can do anything that involves heavy back-breaking work because my back isn't good. Painting the inside of the shed? Yeah, I can do that. Right. Absolutely can do that. Good. But isn't there a machine you can get that can take all the weeds out? A machine? Yeah, a machine. <laughs> no, there's that robot that can take out a few weeds. But isn't there some kind of, um, you know, levelling device? No. Like that can take up the weeds and things? You mean like a rotavator yeah. that takes out the Yes, but yeah. the problem with a rotavator uh -huh. is it brings up the soil from below to the surface and uh -huh. it therefore brings up all the weed seeds with it. And your point is? And they germinate and you end up with even more yeah, weed you seeds. Just, but you can just pull them out when they come up. No, we're not doing that. We're doing no dig. We're going down the Guru Mafinda route. You mean guru? Yeah, you do it better than me. You need to me. learn how to trill your R's. I can't even say R. If I say brolly, it comes but out I as... I was like that as a child, but I learned how to do it. Oh, but you're so much cleverer than no, I am. No, I had lessons. I did speech and drama. I did mathematics and English. Yes. Yes. And, and physics and statistics. Mm, I know what's more interesting. <laughs> but we're going to be doing no dig... And putting mm. down several layers of cardboard under our edged beds. But what we do want to do is get out any of the perennial weeds yeah. that are there. That's yeah, what we need to of do. Of course. So it's kind of the important ones. But levelling off things, I mean, you know, that's quite hard. I levelled off the well, you can ground do under the polytunnel well, last you, time. You can do this one. That cannot be my job. Mm. I can't do that. I would break my back and be off work for two weeks. Five, making curtains for the shed. Oh, I can do that. Wonderweb. Wonderweb? Yeah. No, they need to be properly sewn. Dick, you can F off. Oh, come on. There's only little window. No, I'll wonderweb them. Make them with lovely wonderweb. Quick and easy. We'll have to get some nice fabric. Do you think Wonder Woman use wonderweb? Wonder Woman would have used anything at her disposal. <laughs> She'd have used magic. She'd have clicked her fingers and a pair of curtains would appear. Yeah. Not it's, that cat. That's not Mary Poppins, cat. isn't it? Or Mary Poppins as well. Maybe Mary Poppins and Wonder Woman are the same person. Really. It all comes from the same place, doesn't no, it? I'm sure it does. Oh, no. Wonder Woman was a Greek. Was she a... Oh, no. She would have she's been She's an Greek. Amazonian. No, yeah. she was an Amazonian. Was she? Yes. From wow. Amazonia. All the same thing. Yes. Okay, so I need to do a list of yeah, you things. Do. Be organised. Give you one or other every now and again. One per visit. Right. Okay. One job per visit. Don't overwork me. And bunting. We've still got some Vivi bunting. Is that going to go in the shed? Certainly not. <laughs> Far too good to go in the shed, Paul. Are you going to make some bunting to go in the shed? Certainly not. I'll buy it from Vivi. Maybe you could knit some bunting. No. 
knitted bunting. I couldn't knit in a triangle. I'm sure you could. You sort of did that with Sophie's hat. Well, you've got to start reducing each line, haven't you? Yeah. She's sort of, no, I'm not doing that. No, we'll buy it from Vivi. We'll buy more. Okay, okay. Fine. I don't know, maybe Father Christmas will get you some lovely bunting for Doesn't Christmas. Exist. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Doesn't you exist. You can't even speak now. Really? Father Christmas. There we are. So, what, what else are we talking about in this lovely podcast this week? Podcast 7. Podcast 7. No need to repeat everything I say, Paul. Repeat everything I say, Paul. Well, I'm not going to say anything anymore. What's next on the list, Richard? Well, we were talking about winter projects, weren't we, at the end of the day? And winter is always a good time to do some decorating in the house. And I'm well overdue a couple of projects. Mm. Because I did a load of repairs of cracks. We live in a Victorian house. It gets cracks, basically. And I did a, a few repairs, and they are, they've got to be finished, and I've got to do some painting. We're really well overdue in a couple of rooms. Are we? No, God, absolutely. It's years since I did that middle room. You know, that's got to be done. We've got, we're fortunate enough in our little Victorian villa to have three reception rooms. We've got the front room, we've got the middle room and the dining room, which is where we are now, where we record this. And the middle room had to have some crack repairs and that is well in need of a decorate. But it's quite easy to do because it's all white. So that's got to be done. You used some Wonderweb for that, didn't you? I didn't use Wonderweb, Paul. No, I used a special webbing tape for crack repair. Oh, right. Which stops the cracks coming back. So you didn't go around the walls with an iron? No, Paul, I didn't go uh. around the walls with an iron. Oh, but, right. I, you see, I'd like to start those projects in the new year. Well, that's only get them done. three, four weeks away. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're... Gosh, yeah, we're approaching the new year very quickly. Before we know it, it'll be January 2020. It's, 2020. It is, I mean, that is amazing, really. It, I, I've, we've said this before, I know, but this year seems to have just gone so, so quickly. I'm not sure whether it's because we're doing lots of videos and social media posts and we're engaging with the people who engage with us, or whether it's simply the fact that as you get older time seems to move more swiftly. Well, I think, actually, I think you've hit on a, an interesting point there because, I, I don't know, the older that we get, the busier we seem to be. Mm. And I'm not sure why that is. I mean, in, you know, in the days gone by, in my 20s, late 20s, I mean, you know, it's no secret I was a bit of a partier, you know. A party animal. I enjoyed a party and I enjoyed, you know, smoking a few joints. Come on, let's be real. I did. And, um, I mean, I was stoned for 15 years, I'm sure. But anyway, I would think nothing of, you know, smoking a joint and relaxing all day, listening to music, just chilling out. And it's extremely rare. I mean, I, I don't do that now, but it's extremely rare that we actually sit unless it's an evening, during the day, it's we don't sit down and, and just do nothing no. for hours on end. We're always doing something. In the evening, we relax, you know, maybe with a, a small glass of wine, and that's it. But, you know, if I think about all the time in my younger years that I wasted doing nothing, literally watching TV or listening to music... If I think about it, it, mm. it was, you know, God, so much time. I think the same um, also about money. When I look back on, on sort of my earnings and our earnings over the years, there are things that I just wouldn't buy now and oh, would most probably have so much more money um, in the bank. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know... Who needs loads of money in the bank? I mean, the only reason we've ever saved was really when we had the cats. 
Yeah. And it was for emergencies like, you know, possibly an emergency operation, which, of course, we did have to do on two Twice. occasions. Yeah. Um, and, and, spent for the cats. A, and spent a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but it was for things like that. Um, you know, we're not, I mean, we certainly don't save a lot now. We've got a, a couple of quid in the bank, but we don't save a lot now. No. No. Um, you know, because we the, the money that we earn is used to pay our bills. Yeah, and I think for both of us, I mean, you've, you've obviously gone part-time in the last 18 months, and my work week has also changed to accommodate Richard's change in work week as well. And there's there's less work in my work week now. So I'm obviously earning less as well, but that... Our change of circumstance is down to choice at the moment rather than necessity, isn't it? Yeah, and we're certainly not complaining at all. When we're not no. complaining, it's it's a lifestyle that we're choosing. We chose to do um, less paid work and more creative work. Yeah. That's what we chose to do. And the creative half of our week, which is the latter half of the week, is where we essentially work together. Yeah. Because for a long time, we were trying to come up with an idea um, of something we could do together. Yeah. And we, we never we never came up with it yeah, for the we first used to 25 argue, years. We'd, we'd argue consistently over whatever idea we came up with, and it just never seemed to gel. It never seemed to be easy to do it because we had such differing opinions. Yeah. But actually, we've turned our different opinions and our ability to banter with each other into our business yeah and actually when when we say that Richard only works part-time and I've accommodated my working hours within the hours that Richard works we still in fact I think we work harder now in doing the podcasts and YouTube and social media and everything else that we do, we work more hours now than we did when we were both effectively working full time. Yeah, but it's different, isn't it? It's different work. And it's also, I mean, we talked about sitting around doing nothing, but the one thing we do have the ability to do is take a break when we want to take a break. Yeah. So, you know, the schedule is looser. And we can work as hard or as little as we want in that day. Or we can space the work out throughout the whole day. So, you know, for example, last night, I didn't finish editing and putting stuff together until about half nine at night. You know, which, of course, when you're doing a nine to five, that just doesn't happen. No. I mean, the the filming of the nut roast started around well there was a little bit of shopping at nine o'clock in the morning just to go and get some mushrooms and then I think we started filming that around eleven thirty, and then with the preparation the filming then the editing and then the uploading that will have gone from as Richard says eleven thirty till nine thirty in the evening so that was effectively a 10-hour job though there was some time out whilst the processing was being done. So Richard had a, a sort of 45 minutes to do something else while I was doing all the prepping of the ingredients. And I had time to do other things while Richard was doing the editing. So, yeah, we're sort of working around each other, aren't we? Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's a freer way of working. And I think also when you're being creative... Um, you do need to have quite a bit of thinking space and planning space as well um, to think about how you're going to go about doing something. Mm. Um, it takes a bit of planning, but I don't know, some things are free form. You know, these podcasts, we have a list of subjects that we want to talk about, but obviously we don't script it. We're not reading from a script. We're, no. we're free. It's all free form and stream of consciousness, which is the way that we like it. Same with Sunday chat. We don't. Sunday chat. Oh, don't, Paul. They've had enough of that already. <laughs> um, we don't script anything and we wouldn't because that's not the way we work. And it's, um, 
In fact, when we when we are working things out, sometimes Richard will say, oh, I think we should talk about this. Or I say, I think we should talk about that. And we get to a point where we go, no, OK, we'll do that. But let's not talk about it because we can talk about it during the podcast or, or during the videoing. Because if you do go into something too much and you say, well, you say this and I say that and then I'll say this and then you say that, you just lose the the essence of what we are about. I think, you know, scripting something, you, you become somebody else. Mm. You know, scripts are for actors. Yeah. You know, um, if you're going to do a good job of presenting something, it needs to flow naturally. You just need keywords. And... I mean, I got most of my experience doing that as a trainer. Mm. You know, when I worked mm. as a trainer, because you had subjects to talk about and you knew exactly what you were going to say, but you just work from a list of keywords and you spark off from that. And I think also experience as well. I mean, you know, we're no spring chickens. No. So we should be able to talk about something for a length of time quite easily nowadays. You know, and that's something you only learn with time. And confidence, mm. of course. Mm. Mm. Your confidence builds. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. What don't you know, Paul? What don't you know, love? What do you mean? You're laughing now for no reason. <laughs> I just lost the flow then, that's why. Oh, did you? You were yeah. thinking too hard about it. I that's was thinking thing. about something else, <laughs> Yeah, don't think about things. No. Never think about things when you're doing a podcast. No. Honestly, you, you can't start to think about something too deeply when you're doing a free flow conversation because it's the minute you start to think about it, it disappears. It, and you've got to have the ability to just pick it up and run with whenever, whatever. And it, really. it's, it's funny. I was the reason, well, yeah, what happened is I was thinking about um, Jason Connery, actually. Um, who's Sean's son, Sean Connery's son. And we were, he was doing an interview many, many years ago on a production, a, a stage production that I was working on. And he was really anxious about some of the questions that he may be asked because he was appearing with uh, another actress, Tracy Shaw, in a play called The Blue Room. And they are both naked in it for a, a significant time. And he was worried about a couple of questions that he was going to be asked and how he should answer them. And um, I obviously went through that with him because I have helped a number of people who are being interviewed well, over the years, many people who are being interviewed in the shows that I've worked on and the projects that I've worked on so that they feel more comfortable in front of the camera or in front of the mic. And I was just thinking back to a particular occurrence at the um, at a theatre in Stoke. And yeah, that's what completely threw me because I was going back thinking about what I'd been telling him and thinking actually what I need to do is tell myself those things now so that I don't come apart at the seams. So you've just told that whole story, but you haven't actually said what you said. So there was no point in saying all of that unless you're going to give us the punchline, Paul. Yeah, well, the, the essence of it was just to appreciate that what you are doing is you're talking to an individual person or a small group of people rather than talking to a large group of people because he was going to be on national TV. And even though he was a, an actor and a, a really um, good actor as well and had been on many very successful shows... Um, he was just anxious about this particular news item that he was going to be doing. So I was just, I just said to him, just take it that you're being interviewed by the person who's there and the person who's asking you the question. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you've got to always, I think if you're doing a performance, you've got to think of the audience because that's the reason you're doing it. Yeah. But if you're doing an interview, it's just a one-to-one. -one. You don't ever think about the millions of people out there listening like this podcast. <laughs> millions of you out there in the dark, listening intently to every word that we say. <laughs> not um, necessarily in the dark. Well, they might be listening in the dark. They might be, They might have it on their phones in bed. They might be listening to my sultry voice, giving them ASMR. No, don't, don't, 
don't do that because there are some people who what? listen to this while they're driving to work and using machinery. So don't get too sultry because you might put people asleep. You're just jealous, Paul, aren't you? I am yeah, jealous. you are. That you haven't got the voice that I have. I haven't got the voice. No, that you certainly got. haven't. Disgusting. That's it. Is that it? That's it. Is it? We're finishing now. Oh. I think they've had plenty of value from us now, oh, Paul, I... don't you think? I don't know. That can only be about five minutes, though. It's full of juicy value. Absolutely juicy, juicy value. Juicy value. Um, so, What yeah. was your word of the week? I don't know. What was it? Oh, I, I can't know. remember. I've forgotten. I know last week was negligee. Negligee, I yes. still love that word, negligee, negligee. Silky negligee. Um, yeah, that's it. We're going to say goodbye now. We've had enough. We've just had enough. <laughs> We've been going for an hour. No, we can't be. Yes, we have. No, it's I an think hour. not. It's an hour long. Absolutely. We normally do around an hour. Well. We believe in quantity and quality. <laughs> Both of the things at the same time. Both of those at the same time. Absolutely. Fair enough. So thank you very much. Bloody thank you. For listening, you lovely podcast listeners, you. I was going to call you viewers again. <laughs> Unless you've been watching The Line go along. You know, on the way. Oh, form. you can do that on Saturday. I was looking it's at that the other day. Yeah. I was, um, it was playing in the background while I was at the computer doing some work. And I had to turn the volume off because I was talking to a client or I, I had a call from a client. So turn the volume off. And as I was talking to the client, I could see the waveform still going on because I hadn't stopped it. I just silenced it. And I was wondering what we were saying in that waveform. Why didn't you just pause it? Because I became intrigued about what we may, what bit we may have been at in that podcast and what we might have been saying and whether I could work it out from the waves of the podcast. No, it's just and, not possible. Yeah, I couldn't. No. Yeah. You're not a waveform reader, Paul. No, I'm you not. You can't do it. No. You no. can tell gaps and you can tell certain words, actually, if you repeat the word. I, I can tell that when I'm doing videos. Like what words? Well, not. I'm not saying you can tell the word from the waveform, but if a word is repeated, you can see that it's a similar oh, waveform. Oh, yeah. So if you say so you penultimate can, and you then can penultimate. You can identify it. And then penultimate. Well, I don't know about the word penultimate or not, Paul. Well, it must bounce a lot. I don't think we've ever used the word penultimate, actually. I'm sure we must have I done. don't think we have. Anyway, mm. we're going now. Saying goodbye, that is it. Thank you very much for tuning in to this lovely podcast. Podcast, podcast number seven. Yeah, right. I was going to say that. Go on, say it then. Podcast number seven. I think my version's much better than yours. I think your version's much better than mine, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm right. Yeah. So I know saying, you're right. Well, I'm always right. Well, I I'm always right. No. I think you're fine. Definitely wouldn't agree with that. We're going now. Goodbye. Bienvenue. No, not bienvenue. Adieu. Au revoir. And other languages are Cheerio, mate. Yes, all right, Paul. So thank you very much for... And we're saying goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.